You're soft, Brooks. Oh, well, maybe this will happen. Oh. Heck yeah, dude. Intergalactic. Planetary. <laughs> you doing a theater podcast if I had, you know, the right people around me, but I got stuck doing this fantasy podcast, so. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Astronauts. I'm kind of a host. I'm Rish. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Rish. I'm Ben. Wow, Ben, that was a great intro. Hey, guys, (laughs) that was Ben. I I am Austin Brooks. I am uh, (laughs) on Twitter at the uh, Hot Take Brooks. I need more followers because I am way more entertaining than both of these bozos. So go follow me. Love me. Uh, hit me up. I love to respond to fans. Let's, let's hear it. I want to, I want some more interaction. So let's get into it. Brooks, how many followers do you have? At least three, my mom, my sister, and our own, uh, FF astronauts page. 57. Oh, 57, dude. Are you going to do that voice every time? Because I, I'll show. <laughs> you want me to, We'll do what voice? Which voice? Oh, Rish has a lot of followers. Yeah, I got way more than Bricks. Wow. Okay. Well, man, I wish that it's like reverse correlative to how good we are at Word Blitz. So we have an ongoing <laughs> series of games on Word Blitz. This game on Facebook, which is stupid, that Ben makes us play, that we've all become addicted to, and I dumpster, dumpster Rish. Rish, I don't even know if Rish has won a game. Absolutely not true. Uh, I beat Ben for the first time a couple days ago, and I'll probably never play him again because I'm still living out that high. But Richard, has, I think I'm at least 12-0 and 0 against him, so that's just another reason to follow me. That's, that's completely false. I beat you I beat you for the last time. Uh, that's not true. That's just not true. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into uh, our show for today. Um, we're going to talk some landing spots, some new landing spots. As you guys know, the, uh, free agents signing period, um, started today. Uh, the new league year is underway and we are here to assess all the big names. We'll mention the lower species that, uh, the, the terrible signings that happen mostly, mostly going to the bills, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you could could convince a good wide receiver to go to the Bills, but we'll talk about him. We'll mention him. Cole Beasley's a great wide receiver. Yeah, he's their best wide receiver. Huh? Hmm. Cole Beasley, wide receiver one. Go ahead, Cole Beasley. Uh, so let's start out with the uh, the big trade, the blockbuster trade that surprised everybody. Everyone saw Antonio Brown coming, but Odell Beckham Jr. traded to Cleveland. Ben, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think that's a boost for Odell. We're talking dynasty here. Um, so Odell's like 25, 26. Um, it's a good time to pair him up with a young quarterback. So you're excited about that. You had some questions, uh, maybe with Eli Manning, what was going to happen in that quarterback situation. But now you got some confidence. You know, Baker's good. You see, saw him play well last year. Um, and so, yeah, you're pumped for long-term Odell's career. So now everything's locked in, ready to go. Um, you don't have any questions about cold weather? You know, because he already played – in New York, you know, yeah, it doesn't get, it doesn't get cold in Cleveland either. So yeah, I mean, it's played in New York, same same type of cold. So all that kind of stuff. Not really worried about offense is good. Freddie Kitchens likes Baker. Put everything together for him. So pumped. 
Plus Baker's uh, Baker is a great downfield thrower too, so you know he's just gonna make big plays to Odell. He's gonna he's gonna hit him deep, and yeah, I think Odell's more valuable now by a lot than he was on the Giants. Brooks, how does this impact um, some of the guys on the Browns and on the Giants? Uh, on that, let's start, start with the Giants, just because I have some fantasy implications personally uh, with them. So I think first off. Let's talk Saquon. I'm just curious how what you guys think how it affects him. Um, so it takes away a major deep threat for them and allows defenses to game plan more and more focus on Saquon. Essentially, the probably considered the best running back in football. So, um, and I think with Eli becoming more and more decrepit, I, I'm sure he'll grow the uh, develop the dementia that his brother had. So um, I'm I'm just thinking he'll slowly fall off and it'll just be more of the Saquon show. And with that, we'll allow defenses to focus and put more people in the box. Um, so what, how do you guys think that'll affect Saquon? First of all, I just want to note that you have been really using decrepit a lot and dementia a lot. I think I've heard of that more. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's because it was relevant to one person in our league's fantasy team. His team um, is basically all enrolled in AARP, so um, it, it's just it's just been getting used a lot. So I apologize. I'll try and uh, expand my vocabulary more for you. Oh, it's just a, just an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think Saquon's value changes a ton. It, he's going to get the volume still, and he's still electric. Uh, I think he'll still like despite despite teams just game planning for him and no longer game planning for Odell. I think his volume will still be there, and you can still count on him for the explosive plays. Um, his efficiency might drop a little bit, but his volume's going to absolutely be there. And, and um, while his floor still is zero because of injury. I, I would say he's he's mostly a safe bet for all formats as your your number one overall. Uh, okay, so let's go Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I think I don't think it really helps them that much. It definitely helps both of them a nudge because they lost targets just naturally because of OBJ. Um, I think that having OBJ though was very important, and, and that it caused uh, opposing teams to either double or uh, at least put focus on OBJ, uh, and because of that, they're just going to have more coverage on them, but there's definitely going to be a higher target share. Just the question is whether or not they'll come down with those targets because they're going to be covered more. Um, what about uh, Cleveland? How does that affect? Uh, I think Njoku is a big question for me. I think Jarvis, it helps, definitely helps Jarvis because he's going to be open. They're going to have to double um, OBJ or what, however the defenses choose to play it, but either way, it just helps Jarvis get more open as a slot receiver as opposed to OBJ as a true wide receiver one. That said, I think that Njoku and Duke Johnson are both negatively impacted by this signing. What Do you guys agree? What do you guys think? Obviously, Baker Mayfield, big stock up. I, I don't even think we really need to talk too much about that. But I think Njoku and Duke Johnson are the interesting ones. I don't think Duke Johnson's interesting. I think his stock is dead. Agreed. I think you have to sell. If you have Duke Johnson's stock, you need to sell it now. Um, no, too late. I, I do that. It's, it's too late. late. Keep I it until he's traded. But you got to you got to at least try and get rid of him now if you can um, in some sort of package because he's people probably haven't realized the effect of the OBJ signing yet. If you can get rid of him in the next week, you're. What about Njoku? I think stock down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think stock down. Have you had an alpha? You can only you can only you can only have so many, you know, targets, and yeah, so absolutely. yeah, just limited there. He, I mean, he wasn't really coming along too much anyways, where, I mean, last year was a great opportunity for him and didn't really take a hold of that. So, 
Um, yeah, I think what would be interesting to ask is, what do you think about Baker rank, ranking him? Like, where would you rank him now in quarterbacks? Would you put him in the top ten? Where is he at? In fan, in dynasty long term? Uh, just let's just say fantasy next year. Where are you going to put him? If, if it's a redraft, um, I'll take. He's a worth a flyer in uh, like towards the late the late round. Not necessarily like a. He could be my QB one. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stock him up into a relevant, excuse me, a relevant pick because just because OBJ signed there. I mean, he had Josh Gordon. So, or I guess was he even? Did Josh Gordon? No, Josh Gordon was gone by the time. Yeah, he started. It was one week. Okay, you you Baker's him. a top five for sure. There you I go. don't know. Yeah. He's, absolutely, I, he's I a top five. So, question: uh, Baker Mayfield or Matt top Ryan? five? Yeah, Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan? Baker. I don't know. I'm not crazy about Matt. I'm not crazy about Matt Ryan, but I'd probably take Matt Ryan over Baker. Would you take Baker over Ben Roethlisberger? Yes. Yeah. All right. I think I think it's a weapons thing. So when you're looking at Matt Ryan's weapons, those are those are now not as good or similar to what Baker has. I think all three of those have similar weapons. And I think Baker is the best overall quarterback talent of them. And so if you give three guys that are pretty equal talent are pretty pretty equal opportunity with their with their weapons. The better talent's going to be the better player for fantasy. And Matt, don't forget, Matt Ryan is the like number three quarterback. Number two, I think. Yeah, number two or number three, depending on how your stats are with him and Ben. But yeah, I mean, Ben was what one, two. Ben was two. Uh, Matt was three. Pat was one. wasn't one. I don't know why I said that. That was dumb. Yeah. Um, how about how about Antonio Brown to Oakland? Three years, fifty mil. He got a, a little bit of a pay bump from Oakland, and he's still getting paid from the Steelers. So, um, I mean, I think I don't know that his stock could have gone up. He was in a, a super high volume passing offense. I think is is for the NFL. It's really fun, but I don't know that his fantasy stock takes an overall bump. I don't know. I don't know how. A, how much how much higher it could have gone from the Steelers, and, and B, I just don't think the passing volume is high enough to to give him any extra influence. I think it's maybe a slight drop, but not not too much, but but a slight downtick for for Antonio Brown. Do you take, do you take him in the first round? Uh, yeah, I'd still take him in the first round. Do but you take I, him in the top five wide no. receivers. Um, receiver sure. I probably put him. I probably put him. I probably put him around six. Okay, I, I'm still sell on him though. I like him. I like this. I, I think John Gruden has always historically produced with a wide, true wide receiver one. We looked at that stat last year whenever we were dealing with Amari Cooper because um, I didn't believe it. We had to prove it, and it's true. It's absolutely true. But I do. I I think. I mean, Antonio Brown's getting older. Um, he's what 31 now. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sell like get, let's get rid of him before in case he implodes because I, I'm just not I'm not crazy about a 31 year old receiver going to a mediocre at best team no matter how much volume he's going to get he's just he's worth so much right now and he's yeah. only got at least two more years in him max um, to be really high end you know I don't uh, know it's his he hasn't dropped off at all uh, well look, it comes fast like... Larry Fitzgerald was the same way and he exploded like he was worthless. Um, he was always valuable. Two years ago, him. he was like the wide receiver 11. So this is my my like personal take on Antonio Brown. He is unique like Jerry Rice is unique. It's like that kind of deal where I think he can play five more years at a high level. 
because of the type of athlete he is and just because of how he trains and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think he has like the flexibility and the ability to do that because he's not overly relying on speed. He's not relying on size and he has, doesn't have a history of getting banged up or anything. So I like, I totally understand the idea of, okay, yeah, we need to sell him. And like that, that's totally fair. And I, that was probably a good, a good way of looking at it. But if you're buying at a, at a discount, I think that's also a good get. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think um, going back to the is Antonio Brown in the top five. I think he drops down to maybe wide receiver seven. Okay. Actually, yeah. okay. What about Derek Carr, Jared Cook? Is Jared Cook still on the roster? No, he's a free agent right now. Really? I think I didn't know that. Yeah, Jared Cook's yeah. a free agent. Oh, they um, him. Yeah, I think I think Derek Carr wins. Um, we're going to talk about it later. We'll mention it, but uh, yeah. Tyrell Tyrell Williams also signed to Oakland. Uh, four years, 47 mil, 22 mil guaranteed. Like they, they want to surround Derek Carr with these weapons. So I think Derek Carr's a big winner. Um, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think, I think the talent bumps him up um, to a high end quarterback too. Maybe if you're lucky, you could get low end quarterback one out of him. Yeah. I think the other thing I'd add to that is that, uh, Tyrell Williams is going to be sneaky value because Antonio Brown always commands a double team, and he's just ought he ought to be open, right? He ought to be open. So yeah, um, he he's definitely worth um, low low expense, high return on investment um, type of player. He was very good at with the the Chargers, and so I've been acquiring Tyrell, knowing that he's going to be a free agent this that he was going to be a free agent this offseason. I've been acquiring him. He was number two in yards at uh, yards of separation um, per route uh, against man. He was number two behind Odell Beckham ahead of like Jarvis Landry. So I think he's a great wide receiver. And I think Derek Carr's got a very reliable weapon in him. Do you guys want to talk about the effects on Pittsburgh or you want to move on? Uh, let's move on. Everyone knows about- that Juju's the wide receiver one now and in, in a high volume passing offense. We're not really sure who the wide receiver two is. That'll be pending the draft. So Le'Veon Bell signs in with the New York Jets, uh, four-year, sixty-one mil max, thirty-five guaranteed. Uh, I don't. I think I was looking at some stuff on Twitter the other day that it wasn't actually worth it for him to hold out now. He, he just he still lost. He was a net negative on the amount that he made um, over the last two years. So, but uh, but here, here's the thing: sometimes you have to do that when you're yeah, suffering send a message. from when you're suffering from stick it to the man neosis. That's a good diagnosis. I, I probably wouldn't have caught the symptoms on that. Yeah. That's why you're the doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Love, Love Bell lands in New York. Um, he's going to be with uh, Darnold um, and the Jets. This basically, in my opinion, solidifies him and eliminates the rest of the running backs on the roster as of having almost any value. So it's Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, Elijah McGuire. I think Not, every single one of them are irrelevant for fantasy. Players. I think I think the biggest thing is Lev drops out of my top five for running backs just because of position. It's it's debatable. I can see Ben's making a face at me, but I, I can uh, I, I definitely think that drops Lev's fantasy value out of the top five for me. He's also sell for me. Um, he's what twenty six, and that's not too old to sell, but um, it's definitely like not a landing spot I'm like crazy about and I just I, I'd rather get get out from under him and, and move on to something else yeah I agree I think I think Lev's a, a sell as well what do you think Ben I, 
Buy them if you're cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, put them in uh, number seven, probably. Six or seven. There's a lot of good running backs. So, yeah. it's. I think it'll be fun for football to have them there. Um, and fun to see how that helps Darnold out, helps him um, grow. Because, you know, he's got a little safety net, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Calling the pressure off. And then he's more free, you know, free to make decisions and, and you know, let it loose. So, that'll be exciting. Yeah, Darnold's definitely a winner in, in that. Um, how about Mark Ingram to Baltimore on a three-year, $15 million contract? It feels like all these running backs are signing for about five mil per year. Um, this is the same with Tevin Coleman. Le'Veon Bell's the, the only one that's that's kind of outside of that, you know. Every all these all these running backs, you thought it was going to be kind of an expensive market, like they would, they'd be asking for about ten million a year, and, and all of a sudden they're getting half of what we thought they would. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, think, I think Mark Ingram to Baltimore is a slam dunk for Baltimore. Yeah, they cut um, Ben. Who who did they cut? Uh, Collins. Yeah, Alex Collins. Um, they cut Alex Collins. It really shows you how. When teams don't have any draft capital in a player, it's easy for them to cut them. They don't; they're not committed to the player, and I think it's just always a warning that you should keep out whenever you're having a, you know, um, it's like Thomas Rawls, for example. Thomas Rawls had one of the analytic. The analytics said that he had one of the best seasons in Seattle a couple of years ago, um, and there was no draft capital invested in him, so it was easy for them to cut him. He gets bumped around. I think he was on the Jets last year, actually, and he's just not. I mean, he's not relevant anymore. And so I think it's the same thing with like an Alex Collins and just shows you, you just got to be careful with those kind of guys and making sure you don't invest heavily into acquiring people like an Alex Collins. Uh, I'm excited for Mark Ingram. And I, I think he's kind of getting old too. And he's not somebody I would pay much for, but it's kind of like great, it's best possible waiting spot you could imagine for Mark Ingram, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd totally agree with that. That's a great spot for him. I think, I think one thing that you need to do when you're looking at running backs um, is check out their contract. You saw Alex Collins was on a one-year contract. He was actually an unrestricted free agent, so the the Ravens just waived him um, when he got into that that thing with the law. And um, so, yeah, if you if you aren't looking at a running back's contract, you can kind of miss um, if you can kind of miss what the teams are really looking to do with them. Another thing, another tip: uh, go on Spotrack. That's the name of the website. I think it's S B O T R A C. I just type in a player's name, Spotrack at the end on Google, and you'll find it. And look at the dead cap, too. So you're wanting to look at uh, how many years in the contract they are getting, and you also want to see if they're UFA or an RFA at the end. And then you want to know how much dead cap is the player worth so that you know whether or not the team can reasonably cut them. If they're going to be taking a big dead cap, dead cap hit, they're probably not going to drop the guy. So just something to watch out for. Yeah. Um, Edwards, I, I think he loses tons of value, but he's still going to be – he could be relevant still. No, Gus Edwards, toast. No, don't, yeah, don't worry about him. Mark, so, Mark Ingram's 29, though, so you just got to keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a backup. So, Alvin Kamara seemingly would have been the sole Saints running back with this, but Latavius, uh, Latavius Murray ends up signing with him. What do you guys think about Latavius being paired with Alvin Kamara? Uh, same type deal as with Mark. Do you like Latavius more than Mark, or do you like them about the same, or where you grade them? Less. Yeah, I liked Mark more. I think Mark was more well-rounded, and I don't think I think Alvin's going to have to be the guy there, primary back, and it's going to be different. It's not going to be like a 50-50 type of their Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamar kind of were doing the same roles, even though they were different. 
play style, they still had similar roles. The offense wasn't really changing whenever either one of them was in. Whereas I think it'll be very much more of a, a role playing back for Murray. Um, I still think that he'll have a lot of value. I mean, any anybody on the New Orleans roster basically has value as long as uh, Drew Brees is still alive and kicking. So Latavius, I think Latavius Murray's stock definitely goes up from a timeshare with Dalvin Cook to a timeshare with Alvin Kamara because the uh, the Saints have shown they can definitely put two fantasy-relevant running backs. Um, I think two years ago, is Mark Ingram was like the number nine running back, and uh, Latavius, Latavius Mur- or Mark Ingram Mark Ingram was nine. Alvin Kamara was like four. You know, so they can they can do two top ten running backs. I don't know that Latavius Murray will be a top ten running back, but he'll definitely be fantasy viable. Um, How about Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook, big winner. That's a big win. Dalvin Cook, huge winner. They're all in on him now. They got no backup plans for him. Yeah, yeah. I put him in the top ten. Yeah. Would you take uh, Dalvin Cook or Sony? Dalvin, absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, how about Tevin Coleman to San Francisco, two years, 10 mil. Ben, you're the resident Niners fan. What do you think? I'm pumped. I love, uh, watching Tevin Coleman play in college. Um, really liked how fast he was. And I think, uh, now we just got a bunch of fastballs coming out of the backfield. So we had a bunch of injury issues last year, um, and just kind of rotated a bunch of guys in and really they all did pretty well. So, um, it's cool just to get a bunch of speed on the field. Um, and now we have a bunch of options when guys go down. I'm sure they will. So, yeah. Yeah, I think super I think, fun from a real football standpoint. Not as fun from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think um, the exciting thing is is you've seen Tevin Coleman produce in a Kyle Shanahan system before, and even though he wasn't the lead back, you saw him be a fantasy relevant back, even splitting the backfield. Um, so I think uh, I think taking Jimmy G back and and rehabbing him from that knee injury. It's going to be really good to have Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon there to kind of bail him out. Uh, So that way he doesn't have to put his body at risk. He can, he can dump the ball off rather than trying to take it um, on his own on the ground. So I think it's great football move. Um, Pretty, pretty lateral for Tevin Coleman. I think as far as he was sharing a backfield with Devonta Freeman, and now he's sharing a backfield with Tevin Coleman or with, uh, with Jarek McKinnon. So I think it's I think it's decently lateral for him fantasy wise. He's still going to end up probably a running back two, maybe a running back three in that in that same range. But his upside's there if if he can beat um, Jarek McKinnon out. What do you think, Brooks? Anything? Yeah, I think Jarek McKinnon is potential cut candidate for the. I mean, they have a they can cut him. They have a potential out this season with Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, they'll probably uh, do it next year. I, I yeah. just had it pulled up. Actually, that's, that's why you hear the typing in the background. To um, I apologize if it was loud, but um, yeah, I, I think I, I mean definitely isn't like you said. It's a lateral move for Tevin Coleman. Um, not the best landing spot, but not bad. And I think that if if he does end up being a more primary back for them, then he's very high value. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to, um, we don't have to talk about this one very long, but it's interesting to say the least, uh, Joe Flacco to Denver. It, it felt like pretty dumb by Denver to go get Joe Flacco. They're paying. Yeah. It it just felt really dumb, but does it, it, does it improve? I think the only thing we need to know does, does it improve or does it decrease the value of Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders and Deshaun Hamilton? No change, no help, no hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just go down on all of them, actually. 
really over Case. You think Case Keenum was better for them than Joe Flacco will be? Yeah, Case is great. I mean, he's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Joe Flacco is super fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. I don't know why. I just don't understand Denver's moves. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, are you really, really tall? Great, you could be our quarterback. <laughs> we didn't like Case Keenum our, because our he wasn't tall enough. <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty much the logic there. So just in like, Denver signs Mark Gasol to play quarterback. Yao Ming, Shaq's coming out of retirement to play football. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, staying with quarterbacks, um, Nick Foles to Jacksonville. It's a huge deal for him. Four years, eighty-eight mil, fifty mil guaranteed. Um, how does this? How does this affect the wide receivers? You got D.D. Westbrook, you got D.J. Chark, and uh, Keelan Cole. Does that? Does that improve any of the three? Are you pretty down on that wide receiver core? Ben, you had a thought about this the other day. Um, I'm, I'm excited for all of them in the sense that, yeah, they could all they're, – now they're all sleepers, basically. Um, they obviously weren't worth anything with Blake Bortles there, and now, you, you know, at least you're looking at a little bit of bump. Um, I mean, the big question with Nick Foles is, uh, has he ever produced a wide receiver one? Um, and so like he played well with Alshon, but I don't know that like fantasy wise Alshon was that relevant. And so, um, I don't know that there's reason to be so excited where you're like, Oh, I need to go out and pay extra for any of these guys, but stash. Yeah. Hold. Stash. Get him, get him yeah. Up. I mean, like if you can get it for nothing, then that's fine. But I'm not crazy about it. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's any better than portals. I don't think portals was terrible as far as like fancy. He was always, uh, whatever, fine. But I don't think Nick Foles is going to be special. I think I, I think Nick Foles be special I think, there. I think Nick Foles' fantasy value is down a little bit, but it's definitely. I mean, like he's definitely a streamable option. He's definitely uh, a late round QB option um, for you because he's he's proved the past two years that he can produce. Um, he just has a lesser wide receiver core, so. I mean, best case scenario for him, they go out and draft a wide receiver, and he actually has an alpha, and and that boosts his value rather than any of the the wide receivers. So I think right now he's worth a streaming option. Um, definitely a good quarterback too for you. This is awesome for the NFL, though. I mean, oh, they were they were a quarterback away from the Super Bowl two years ago, so we'll be yeah, I think awesome to watch. Next big one: Adrian Peterson resigns with Washington. I think. I mean, Adrian was serviceable as a uh, RB two last year. Um, I was, I don't know what, how it's gonna mix up this running back backfield though with Darius Guys. Ben, you're a guys owner, so you're um, <clears throat> my voice is like going crazy. Uh, you're pretty biased, so let's get Rich's opinion. Um, I think I think it definitely shows that um that they really liked Adrian Peterson if they were willing to pay him four million dollars a year. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great safety valve for, for Darius Geis. You don't know what his knee is going to be like. Great. He looks great right now in his training, but you don't know what his, his knee is going to be like. You don't know if he's going to need, uh, or if he's going to be able to handle a full workload coming off the ACL tear. So, uh, the guys is healthy. Who's the starter week one. Darius Geis will be the, Darius Geis will be the starter week one. Uh, AP will, will steal some touches from him. Definitely. I don't think they're going to want to. Um, put a ton of wear on his on his tires right away, but uh, but um, I think yeah, I think I think Darius Geis is the starter week one um, if if he's healthy. Any impact on uh, Chris Thompson? Uh, Chris will take all the take all the passing downs. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't oh. need his roles changed. That was that was already his role. So right, yeah, yeah. He'll get injured week four, anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think with guys, he's a long hold, right? And so he might be a buy if you're in a dynasty league that's got a you know a deep roster. So, um, but other than that, like for for redraft or for something where you need to you know do something short term, I wouldn't necessarily be buying right now. Devin Funches signs with the Colts. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on on Funches that? of Funches? I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for Funches. I think that'll be a good situation for him. Um, it's a one year, thirteen million dollar contract. A yeah, it's a prove it deal. Absolutely, prove it deal. Um, but I think you get paired with, you know, is is Ty still on contract? Yep, Ty's there. Um, you're definitely he's definitely Ebron. number two option, maybe even number three option, but. That's a big win for him. He gets a quarterback that can actually uh, throw the ball this year. Cam Newton had that shoulder injury and made it difficult to to throw the ball to him. He wasn't. He's not nearly as good a quarterback as Andrew Luck is as far as like purely throwing the ball. Um, so I think that's a, a win for Devin Funchess. I don't know. I don't know how like elite or how dominant he's going to be, just because Ebron and Ty are there. Um, but it's definitely a step up for, for his ceiling. How does this affect, uh, affect the Panthers' uh, receiving course? you got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, maybe Christian McCaffrey. How does that affect them? I think um, DJ Moore is the big winner. I, I agree. You still, you still, like, it means that, like, just be, because they haven't gotten out and gotten anyone and they just kind of let Devin Funches walk, they didn't, they didn't make any efforts to re-sign him. Um. So you DJ gotta, Moore was a top, probably one of the best receivers in the last class. Uh, extremely athletic, crazy measurables. Um, early has, breakout age. Yeah, early breakout age. So I think he's somebody who, you know, he could be a buy low candidate that could have some value. I, but I'm not crazy about, I mean, the Panthers receivers, just they're not typically producing a wide receiver one. And I don't think that they will produce a wide receiver one. But I think they'll produce a wide receiver one until they draft Clayton Thorson and trade <laughs> <laughs> Doubt that will happen, but yeah. So just somebody that could be a potential wide receiver too for you. Yeah. Um. Just quick. We'll quick touch on on some of the other guys. Cole Ble- Cole. Whoa. Cole Beasley to Buffalo. Uh. Frank Gore to Buffalo. It's kind of feels like last chance you. Um. Up there yeah. in Buffalo. Or who else have they had uh, that they've just got brought in? Jeff Brown. Yeah. Corey Coleman. <laughs> They did not add Corey Coleman. They had him. But they don't have him anymore. I know. My point is just like they've been cycling players that are rejects from other teams. That's all I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Crowder to the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold has a good slot receiver there now. Uh, He's got Quincy Nunwa. He's got uh, Robbie Anderson. He's got maybe. (laughs) Well, they just signed him again. Penny (laughs) Charges. Yeah. And they have have Jamison Crowder. They have Lev. So. So Sam Darnold, big winner this offseason. And then uh, Brooks really stoked about Brashard. Brashard Perryman to Tampa Bay. It's so still, it's only, only reason there. I said it, anything is like it's a one year, $4 million contract. Uh, Brashard you Perryman. Mean $4 million? Yeah. Yes. That's my point. <laughs> look, look, look. look. Here's, here's the rationale in my mind. Okay. I love Arian, uh, uh, Bruce Arians. Okay. I think that there's no way that he could be crazy value, but Deshaun Jackson, gone. You got. 
a role that could be filled. You got a very freak athlete. Perriman is a, is a top-tier athlete, at least from a measurables. I'm just talking measurables. He's elite, okay? He never proved it. He was a no, first-round draft pick at the, uh, with the Ravens. He never proved it. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player. I'm just saying he's worth a flyer. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I'd rather have I'd rather have Brashard Perriman than Jamison Crowdy or Crowder or Paul Beasley. Uh, I would take Jamison Crowder over Brashad Perriman. Absolutely. But I see I see your point. Uh, I'd also rather have him than Frank Gore. I don't know if, if that's also. I would rather have Frank Gore just for the <laughs> Um four million dollars? Four million dollars. I'm telling you, dude. You don't have to do anything as a wide receiver and you can make a ton of money. Like he he's literally done nothing his entire career. And he made just as much money as Mark Ingram was getting paid the last four years in in uh, New Orleans, he made one million dollars less than Tevin Coleman just made. Yeah, that's like, wild. That's insane. You guys want to hear a cool spin back? Uh, I'd love to. Absolutely. Haley's comet won't orbit past Earth again until twenty sixty one. It was discovered in seventeen oh five. The famous comet was last seen in nineteen eighty six, and is only seen once every 75 to 76 years, and that's about the same amount of time that it takes DK Metcalf to orbit three cones. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. I thought for sure you were going Frank Gore's career. (laughs) Wow, that was really good, Ben. All right, let's do uh, let's do some dynasty this or that. This or that. First up, this one, uh, Brooks is Brooks is on something here. Uh, <laughs> Damian Williams or Austin Eckler? Uh, Eckler, as Uncle Rad would say it. Just explain Austin Eckler why he's even on here as an. Option. First of all, why do you guys think Damian Williams is going to be the for sure starting guy for Kansas City? Okay, first of all, I will trade for Damian Williams. And, sure. And, like, that's what I want to do right after this. So, just hit well, me. I... Let's get it going. I'm buying Damian Williams. Same. Uh, how much How much do you guys want to bet that Kansas City drafts somebody? I don't really want to bet. I, th- I could see okay, that. So, you see that. So, remember when – Team drafts a running back every year. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, they will. They will, and they will replace Damian Williams in the draft. Uh, I don't know. I disagree, uh, but uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. All right, talked about Austin Eckler and why he's better than Damian Williams. Well, first of all, if Melvin Gordon goes down, you're you're like top three running back. But even if he doesn't go down, he's a borderline RB one. I mean, Brooks. mid 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 tier RB two. Brooks, Damian Williams was in even was if he's not a starter, good as good as Kareem Hunt. Damian Williams will not be the starter though. Austin Eckler was not as good. Damian as Williams will not be the starter. He will be a RB two for Kansas City. Austin Eckler's not the starter. Exactly. I'd rather have non-starter Austin Eckler than non-starter Damian Williams. Damian how, Williams how, is the starter right. right now. He's not going to be. That's what I'm telling you. He's he not going to be the starter. starter. It doesn't. He will not he be is, the starter. Come. If he is or he isn't, Austin Eckler is not better than Damian Williams in any universe. Yeah, he is. I'd rather have him for fantasy than I'd rather than Damian Williams okay. for, in 2019. All right, I'm buying Austin Eckler. I'm trading him to you for Damian Williams. Straight up. All right. We'll talk about it later. 
Yeah, that's what we're doing. You I'd just, much rather I, have Austin Eckler going into 2019 than Damian Williams. And you will see – we're going to get back on this podcast in about two months, and you're going to hear, oh, wow, the Kansas City just picked up oh, this new hot name. And you guys are going to be like, oh, man, Damian Williams. They picked up oh, Elijah man. Holyfield in the seventh round. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I sold Austin Eckler. Crap. <laughs> All right, next Elijah one. Holyfield's really going to screw Damian Williams. Anyways, okay. I'm taking Damian Williams. All yeah. right. Darius Geis or Nick Chubb? Ben. This, this one's so tough. So, this for me, is. I'm going Darius Geis because of the long hold. Because, let's say, two years from now, AP, you know, retires. retires, right? And then now we're looking Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, right? That timeshare is kind of broken. Um, and Darius Geis will have the backfield himself. So, if you're playing long ball, Darius Geis, short ball, Nick Chubb. Uh, so I'll, or I go Nick Chubb, and I say that I see that Kareem Hunt's on a one-year deal. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the season, but he's on a one-year deal. He's suspended the entire year, and um, Nick Chubb was I was I had Nick Chubb graded higher as a player than Darius Geis. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Nick Chubb was my number two running back. Remember? And then he went to the Browns, and I was like, and they were like committed to Carlos Hyde, and I was like, uh. Stocks down a little bit, but Nick Chubb was my number two player, like number two running back talent last really? year. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm super high on Nick Chubb. And remember, Nick Chubb was Saquon Barkley before Saquon Barkley. Like Nick Chubb was yeah, the maybe. guy. Yeah. We talked about last show. Yeah. Nick Chubb was so, great. So I say, I think that, that uh, Nick Chubb, okay, just because you are absolutely in love with Saquon Barkley doesn't mean that you can't comp college players to college players. Brooks, I heard your noises. All right, well, so, Nick like, Chubb was Nick Chubb yeah. before Nick Chubb was Saquon. Then how come Nick Chubb didn't have as good of a season as Saquon? He got because... towards the ACL. You mean this year? This year. That's because they didn't start him right away. Cut, cut, him, cut, cut the seasons in half. Cut them whenever they start. No, no, no. Nick Chubb and Saquon is not a good comparison. No, I'm just saying, just saying college-wise, production Nick Chubb wise. was a great freshman. That's all he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, Nick Chubb. And Darius Geis, we all agree, better than Leonard Fournette. I would okay, if it's, if but for the Kareem Hunt signing, I'm Nick Chubb. But because I don't think Nick Chubb will beat out Kareem Hunt, I'm Darius Geis here. You're so biased towards Kareem Hunt, it's ridiculous. I just think Kareem Hunt is a better running back than Nick Chubb. I mean, that's like that's fair. But I think you're... that that's an interesting conversation. Definitely, let's talk about that. Kareem Hunt is a better running back than Nick Chubb. So just just uh, break it down. Why you th- would think? So I think the Kareem Hunt argument holds the advantage here. How would Nick Chubb be better than Kareem Hunt? What are you using? What are you looking at? Where you're like, yes, I would take Nick Chubb over Kareem Hunt just from a pure prospect standpoint. Yeah, it's hard because there's obviously more at play here dealing with the suspension and everything. But yeah, continue. Oh me? Yeah, that no, was... it's, it's for Rich. Oh, that was for me. Why yeah. do I think Nick Chubb's better? Right. That's harder to argue. Uh, that is harder. It's so, I don't know. You look at, you look at Nick Chubb and, uh, he had 5.2 rushes per time. He only started nine games and he almost rushed for a thousand yards. Um, he had eight touchdowns. I mean, this is all in, this is all in nine games as a starter. And his production was just unbelievable in half a season. Um, 5.2 5.2 yards per carry. He had he still had 20 receptions in nine games. That's that's a lot for a running back. Um, 
and yeah, I, I just think I think Nick Chubb was. I, I, it's it's not to say that it's that it's by a lot that I think Nick Chubb is better than Kareem Hunt by a lot, but I think I think Nick Chubb will be the guy there. He'll cement himself there, and then Kareem Hunt will get reinstated, and and I just don't think it'll be a factor. I think they'll trade him, or or he'll he'll they'll they'll just cut him at the end of the season. Look, because it'll be too much. Kareem Hunt is better than Nick Chubb, and it's not even close. Okay. Kareem Hunt literally went in with Alex Smith and made that Chiefs offense relevant. The Chiefs were before Kareem Hunt went there. He took over the entire offense. You go watch that, uh, was it 2017 versus the Patriots week one, and he absolutely stomps the Patriots. He, He does everything. He literally is catching passes 40 yards downfield, running seam routes. He's truck sticking people. He has some of the best balance of any running back in the league. Um, excellent vision, uh, pretty pretty good power considering his size. Uh, I, I just think he's very, very top-end talent. I think he's better than Nick Chubb. Uh, in 2018, Nick Chubb in less games had more yards um, than Kareem Hunt, more yards per carry, uh, more touchdowns. Just throwing that out there. You put him like Nick – like Kareem Hunt started 11 games. Nick Chubb started nine. Um, Kareem Hunt averaged 4.6 yards per carry. That was great. But he Nick Chubb was over five yards per carry. Um, Kareem Hunt had twenty six receptions for he. Had, granted, he had seven. All right, we got some cute stats, but it still doesn't change the fact that Kareem absolutely changed the entire offense and made them relevant and was incredibly potent as a running back comparatively. You for, you forget that they also had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Okay, so I mean they had Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry. Like whatever, like whatever. I mean, I mean, like, sure, you can, you can't just say that it's that it's by a landslide. If you look at their stats, this it's a landslide. I'm telling you, listeners, you're you're ignoring you're ignoring objective things, and you're just going with your heart, which I appreciate. I'm going with my mind. I'm I'm literally I'm. It is subjective because I've watched the guy play, so I've been able to build an opinion based on facts. So the no, it's it's all opinion is entirely based on objective reality. So yeah, sure, it might be subjective in that I'm I'm visualizing and developing an opinion, but that a, a built, that a opinion is based on fact finding from from watching film and from from a long period too over three years. So I'll, I'll go Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb, but I think Woo! it's close. I I, I, I like uh, Kareem Hunt's versatility. I think he's more um, has more of a pass catching ability than Nick Chubb, does. Um, and so that that gives him uh, more value. Just from a prospect standpoint. All right, let's let's move on. I, I don't want to debate too much, but I, I just want to talk some trash to you. Uh, yeah, I still think Carolina Panthers receiver or Corey Davis, Tennessee Titans receiver. Yeah. Okay, these are both uh, stupid situations you want to stay away from. Uh, Cam Newton. Mar- that's why it's hard, right? That, that's why yeah. it was changed. That's uh, yeah, that's rough. Um, I would go Corey Davis <laughs> because. <laughs> That's like your last chance. <laughs> um, you, you know, you give them one more chance and that's it. You know, um, Marcus Mariota, I think, will be healthier this year, we're hoping. And Cam Newton, I think his shoulder questions are a little bit more significant at this point in his career than Marcus's are. All right, let's say theoretically that the Titans move up in the draft and they take uh, a quarterback. Does that change your upside for Corey? Yeah, if the quarterback situation changes for either of those. Yeah, I like Corey. Or or DJ, 
I like the yeah. quarter. I like I like him if the quarterback situation changes. I like both of these receivers. They're both great athletes. They both have great potential. We're just not sure if the guy can get him the ball. Rich, what about you? I oh gosh, I have them ranked like right next to each other, and I go back and forth on it all the time. I'll go DJ Moore, um, just because he flashed a little bit more this season, and. I mean, it's it's absolutely a quarterback issue, but I'll I'll go DJ Moore just because he he flashed a little bit for me uh, this season. What about you? Yeah, I go DJ Moore too. I think that there's just more potential. He's got longer to break out. I think Corey Davis is just in a situation where he's never going to really utilize the way that he needs to be utilized. So I'd rather just stay away from it and take the potential upside of DJ Moore. All right, I like it. All right, let's do one more. Let's do a mixed one. Let's do uh, Juju Smith Schuster or Christian McCaffrey. This is a tough one. I'll go. I'll go CMC. Uh, I like. I like CMC so much, and he just gets fed the ball like crazy. Um, I'll go. I'll go CMC for. I mean, if you're talking ten years, I'll go Juju. But for the next four or five years, I, I like Christian McCaffrey over Juju. It's pretty close, but I'll still go McCaffrey. So I'm a resident Juju fan, big time Juju fan, and I definitely go Christian McCaffrey here. Uh, it's it's actually really not that close for me. I think there's a lot of questions against Juju, and I love Juju. And I I don't I think he'll rise to the challenge, but there's no questions with Christian McCaffrey. I know what I'm getting. He's going to be fed. He's going to be dominant. Uh, I'd rather take the sure thing than something that there is genuine concern around. Yeah, like three years down the road, who's Juju's quarterback? Uh, yeah. Or how does Antonio Brown leaving affect Juju? I I think he'll be fine, yeah. but I mean I could be wrong, and I don't have to worry about that with Christian McCaffrey. Right. Yeah. I mean it's a running back versus wide receiver question. Right. You got an elite running back on the table. You take the running back every time. I agree. Pretty much. So. CMC. I, I think we talked about this before. CMC did not come off the field. He takes a hundred percent of the snaps. There's no running back probably in the history Ever. of the NFL that has done that. It's it's unbelievable. He's awesome. The, like constant opportunity. Everything everything revolves around actually him and not Cam. It's a trick. Juju Smith was a Juju Smith Schuster was also a great Juju was a great one. Juju Juju was Ben and my biggest miss in that draft. We were both I literally remember sending a text to Ben in the group chat at Ben. Hey Ben, any thoughts on Juju Smith Schuster in this in this draft? Yeah, and I He's said, like, yeah, worthless. <laughs> I said, I think I said like Laquan Treadwell or something. Yeah, <laughs> Ben. Like, cause me. what's the like? Cause on, I mean, to me, Laquan Treadwell kind of tricked me. Where I was like, so now, uh, now I got to question everybody. You know, I, I think that way is more of a product of landing spot. It's like, I, you know what I mean? I think that's a great example of a player that was okay on film, but the landing spot was perfect, and he was able to excel based on the landing spot. Compare him to, like, a uh, Corey Davis. Like, Corey Davis, you put him in the same role that Juju's been in, and Corey Davis is a – it might be on OBJ level now that AB, AB is out. You know what I mean? Like, top three. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my opinion on that. It's all a landing spot question. Right. So, what do you do – what do you what, – what should you do with Juju when Big Ben that, retires? B- b- before I answer that, I, that's why I get – concerned about people like Rashad Perryman going or Kevin White or whoever who are like elite talent going to a new team where they might be in a new role in a new offense where they might actually be utilized and I get a little bit excited about it because there's potential for that player to be 
low value, low cost, high upside. Um, what were you saying about Ben Roethlisberger? What do you, what do you, so like all these, not all these guys, but a lot of these guys are, are tied to quarterbacks that are old and retiring. So big question, but so, so, it, now it's now Odell isn't a question, but it was Odell and Eli. It's Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. It's, it was Antonio Brown. Now it's Juju Smith Schuster and big Ben. Like what, what do you, like, what's your thought on these guys as they, as the quarterbacks retire, did these, do these wide receivers retain their value or, or does it just absolutely plummet and you should sell? I don't think it plummets, but it, I always, there's always obviously naturally there's natural concerns. Right. Um, but yeah, I do like, remember when I sold you, um, uh, Drew Brees a couple years back, did I sell you him? Nope. Okay. Well, I sold Drew Brees a couple years back. I refused to take Michael Thomas from Ben for like pennies. I believe I don't remember what his offer was, but I, it was essentially pennies. And I could have Michael Thomas, but I was so worried that Drew Brees was going to retire that I wouldn't take it. I was like, ugh, I don't want to do that. And it's, that's what makes it so hard. Uh, and, and I think ultimately the question you have to ask is whether or not the OC is going to make that player relevant regardless of the quarterback. Um, that's kind of where I've gotten to with my analysis. Or the, it doesn't have to necessarily be the OC. It was just maybe the play caller. Because uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of head coaches out there that are OC proof because they're the ones who ultimately make the play calls anyways. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's the question. I think to answer your question, I think it ultimately I have to, if I don't trust the OC, but I trusted the quarterback, then I'm concerned. If I trusted the OC, regardless of the quarterback, um, then I'm not as concerned. So you trust Bruce Arians, and so you're just... Well, I also like Jameis Winston, so... I think Jameis Winston still has fancy value. I, I think Jameis Winston has had a bunch of issues this last season, and, but he was still like a top-end performer whenever he's actually on the field. So, ugh. I know, I know it's ugh, but he really was. I mean, those are just—he was great against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, I yeah. I mean, Bruce Arians changes everything there. Yeah, you'd like same thing with how he changed Carson Palmer. Or, the coach is so important. Yeah, I think he's the best talent that he's coached, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, well, I don't know how... Besides Andrew Luck and Ben <laughs> But, no, I mean, he's, yeah, he's talented. Yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion. 